Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Good day to you, wherever you are. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Act and Action and Cultural Transformation. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be here with you. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you spreading the words. We've got all sorts of people all over the world now. We're going to be talking about some of them at the end of this. But today, yes. Rich Barron, my partner, Michael Bailey, we're here. We're here to take on some tough, tough situations when it comes to being a leader. And we did one earlier about, you know, if you, would you hire yourself as a leader? This is going to be a little bit different spinoff on that. We're going to be taking a look at this question. Would you promote yourself? as a leader what are you bringing to the organization that someone should promote you and if you're in that decision to promote you to another position would you so let's start there rich let's talk about this whole thing would you promote yourself as a leader that's a it's a very good question and and i think the reason why we're going back to discuss this is there was a lot of um a, a lot of downloads and listens based on one we did recently uh, a little while ago was would you hire yourself as a leader and would you truly promote yourself as a leader do you honestly feel that you have the skills the talents the the ability uh and and not the pedigree not so much the pedigree that's not what we're talking about not the paper right. Yep. That's not what we're talking about because there's a lot of things that they simply don't teach in school about the day-to-day aspects of running a business that you cannot learn any other way than doing it. It's simply the, the case. But it's, it's you know, what's your personal track record like of, of leadership? Do you have the skills? Do you have the talents? Have you taken the time to continually develop your own personal skills and talents in that area, those soft skills, um, the ability to truly lead people. And I think that's what we're, we're talking about is, uh, have you really taken that, that inventory? And so Michael, you, you were, you were mentioning some of these things earlier. What, what are some of those skills and talents? You know, the things that we want to focus on, it goes back to some basic things, basic things before you can, uh, you know, uh, authentically sit in a leadership position. There's a difference between being a leader in a leadership position and being a leader. You really must develop yourself, your talents, your characters, your skills as a leader. 
was talking to somebody recently and it, it, talking about just the distinctions here. You ask most people who are in a leader, uh, who are leadership positions, are you good with people? And they'll tell you, yeah, I am. But what does that actually mean? We've had this discussion yes. before. What does that mean? Is it, you know, because a driver leader is going to say, yeah, let's get together. Let's get this happening. Let's make this thing work. His answer or her answer would be very different than an entertainer. Hey, let's get excited about what we're doing here. Let's get our, our you know, let's get our mojo up. We're going to go after this. Or a thinker, or a thinker type leader. They'll say, let's yeah. make sure we got the plan in place. Every one of those types of leaders will believe that they're really good at people skills, but their answers are very, very different. So to begin with, do we even understand your leader talents? Do you even understand what it is that you're bringing? Do you even understand how to work with people, interact with people, use your talents and your abilities and your performance to leverage more out of other individuals, not in a way that compels them, but excites them, that ignites them? Yes, that's that's very interesting. You said that that uh, that they get excited about wanting to be part of the team, wanting to follow you as a leader. And we do hear that a lot. And and I'm sure those folks out here are listening. uh, Either a number one said that in an interview. Why why should we hire you? Well, I'm I'm great with people. Or those people who have been interviewing others. How many times have you heard that? I'm great with people. What does that truly mean? That could, and it goes back to those skills and talents, the, the, those things that we talked about, the critical thinking skills, the ability to drive, the ability to, to really inspire vision, to lead a team, um, to be that entertainer, that helper, those, that, that moral decision maker. Every single one of those are unique skills and talents to be a leader. And the problem is so many people look at those as from the outside as uh, maybe a a process, a management process. You're going to see these type of things on a 360 review. You're going to see them t- in a, an annual review. And so they're really looked at as more a process by so many people. But in, in reality, if you look at them from the inside out and versus the outside in, how so many people look at those. Every single one of those have to do with, deal with leading people in a specific way. And not only leading people in a specific way, but using those skills and talents during specific instances or things that come up in business, those, those things that you're not taught in school. You're just not going to get that in, in a school. And that includes Ivy League schools. That truly does. It does. And so there's this. So we're going to talk about two different things here. There is the uh, the, road, the the road of hard knocks yeah. and hard work versus now that's the road versus the paper trail. Yes. OK, the paper trail. Now, let's take a look at the road versus the trail. Which one are you going to be more is going to be more reliable? It's going to be the road or the trail. Yeah. I'm not even sure where this trail goes, actually. No, <laughs> I mean, and, you just and, may get lost in the woods as opposed to a road that's really taking you somewhere. Yeah. And getting a degree is difficult. You know, we're not downsizing that at all. We're not putting that that paper, that uh, that degree that you spent so much time and, quite frankly, a ton of money that most most of you listening are probably in debt for for who knows how long. Unfortunately, um, 
Yeah. And, and really don't see an end to that. Gosh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel in a lot of ways, but it's, it's really that those things that you're not ever going to learn in school, in a textbook, those things that you're going to learn in, in business that, you know, we can, we can name these all day long, things that impact uh, retention, things that impact uh, customer retention, things that impact uh, the, the, your product base or your marketing, any of those things, uh, and, and even coming down to audits, FDA, whatever that might be, regulated um, industries. You're not going to learn that in school. So again, take some take some inventory of those things you've actually learned, those things you've had to overcome as a leader and lead your people through. That's the critical element with, I think, truly becoming a leader. It's not simply the skills and talents. It's the time you put into it. You have some very interesting statistics, so we're just not talking off the heads there, about people coming out of Ivy League schools and um, what the reality of that in terms of in the real workplace. How many how many CEOs actually graduated out of an Ivy League? All right. Some startling statistics, Michael. We haven't done this in a while. Um, a recent analysis, uh, and this this comes from let me uh, a website uh, called Chief. That's actually a fairly recent publication. That uh, a recent analysis of the Fortune 500 companies finds that their CEOs tend to attend a much wider range of colleges or even no college at all. That's one of the surprising things. There's actually more. CEOs in these Fortune 500 companies that have no college degree at all than they do from an Ivy League school. Um, among the 2023 Fortune 100 CEOs, only 11.8% attended an I Ivy League as an undergrad, and only 9.8% hold an MBA from an Ivy League school. Um, that's you know that's very telling in and of itself, uh, and it even it even goes on to say here. In fact, there's one position where the Ivy League schools consistently fall short in, and that's preparing the chief executive officers. That's that's, why, that's interesting. Why, why would that be? I mean, I think that's a very interesting question. Why, of all the, all the places that you would think you'd get this top-notch training in how to be a leader, character development, and then preparing you for those leadership seats, why would they fall short? That's a very good question. I I, th I believe in a lot of ways it's because those day-to-day -day things that you're going to come across as a leader simply aren't taught there. And even more so that I believe what they're trying to say is chief executive officers. And, you know, having been, we've both been in, in high uh, positions, Michael, we work with those people who are CEOs and none of them. None of them we talk to ever say, fall back on their degree or say, I learned this in school or say, you know, I learned this in a specific class. Not once, not ever. That's not where they get their experience. And I think that in a lot of instances, when people come out of these schools and not to knock, you know, these, this education, they feel that they have achieved a certain status, if you will, that 
automatically puts them in the club. Yeah, and if you take a look at that dynamic there, which is really interesting, being in the club versus not being in the club, one of the things that's remarked in this um, this article here is uh, from a Dr. Cox, and he's, his point is here, is that really what makes organizations, institutions, really worth worthwhile and uh and building great teams is that is that commitment to continue to build more inclusive teams or pe- people that really can come together really can work together that's so the whole thing here is really is if you as a leader are continuing to build great teams that means that you as a leader must continue to be learning you must be continuing the process of growing yourself so that you can show the way you can lead the way. And that's, that's sometimes I think this idea here, I don't know how much is, is around these days, but it was very, very popular some time ago. The golden parachutes. Remember the golden parachutes? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It did not matter how well a CEO did or somebody at the C level did, how much they helped the company grow, prosper, bottom line kind of stuff. And end of that, they could even fail terribly as that CEO or that person in the C-level. And still that golden parachute protected them. So they walked away with millions and millions of dollars that were paid out to them just to get rid of that. See, that's to me says there's that pedigree, that sense of entitlement, that paper trail that entitles me to go in and completely screw up an organization and still walk away wealthy. That makes no sense. People are seeing that, I think, now they're realizing that's really not the case. You can't do that. You've got to really bring it in order to be able to legitimately claim it. So when we talk to about people about developing their leader skills, their leader character, their leader tools, what we're really addressing is something in many cases, Rich, let's be honest about it. They are clueless about. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we find that to be the case way more often than not. Yes. One of the things uh, I I think people mistake leadership for, matter of fact, I don't think this, I know this, is the title. If I've got the title, I've got, then I've got the control. If I've got the control, then I can dictate my own personal earnings. If I have that own personal wealth, I can dictate my future no matter what. And, you know, we see this in, in, in a lot of ways. And the thing that people understand, and, and, and granted, if, you, if you've gone to an Ivy League school or you've got an MBA or you've got a PhD or whatever that is, your, your earning ability is much higher than, than it normally would be. But in the end, that's not what leadership is about. That's, that might be a personal goal to be able to earn that kind of money, to take care of your family, whatever that is. But you cannot mix that up with what real leadership is because it's not about the the door it may open the door but it doesn't allow you to legitimately fill the seat that's right you may walk in the room but there's you know that's as far as it's going to go that's exactly right so when we take a look at this stuff in terms i think you and i we've been going along and doing this that time and again we've been i don't know the word is shocked but surprise time and time again, as we get into the real nitty gritty of leader talents and performance and abilities and understanding how leader 
being a leader works in leadership positions in terms of how to do that effectively. I think we've been fairly surprised how ignorant so many of these folks who hold high positions really are. They really didn't know. They really weren't aware. And they were just kind of playing, you know, again, that, you know, Johnny one note kind of a thing. Yes. And and that's, that's been surprising to us. And it's interesting. The ones that have been successful that we've been successful at coaching are the ones that have been there, like you just said, but suddenly they realize I'm in this position and I, I truly don't have those skills and talents it takes to be a leader. And this includes uh, CEOs that we've worked with. They have been great individual contributors and they truly know their business. They know their company. But now that is, is not enough. It's not enough to know your business. It's not enough to know your company. One of the things I I tell you, I'm sorry, go ahead. You finish up. Oh no, no, I was, I was done. That's good. One of the things I, I have come to really admire about legitimate leaders who understand who they are, what they're about, what they stand for, is their ability to stand up against raw power. Yes. Just to be able to take a stand. No, that's not right. I'm not going to do that. This is the right thing to do. This is the right way to do it. Not only for the company, but for the people themselves. That ability to stand up against that attack, that onslaught of people just saying, I got the power. I can fire you. I can throw you out the street tomorrow, right now. That's what leadership is really all about. Being a leader is about that ability to stand up against the wall, against the force, against that raw power, and hold your ground no matter what. You know, I'm going to tell you something, Rich. I don't know how much we even see that today. I don't see it in terms of the political situations. Oftentimes, many companies, you know, they're going for bottom line. They're not going for what's right for the people, the organizations, and everything else. It seems everybody's being willing to be run over by raw power or the just the data drive that oftentimes goes against the human needs. Yeah. It is a tough thing for people to stand up against it. And yet, if you're looking at leaders that are willing to be coerced, compelled, knocked down, compromised, you if you're willing to do that, then my friends, you must resign from that assertion that you are a leader. You're not. No. No, you're not. And I I think there's a lot of them that give great lip service to that until times get tough. And then they just become part of the the stream. Part of part of the the general, you know, population there that is is um kind of being run over. And a lot of that's because of fear. Oh yeah. Fear that their title is going to be taken away. Fear. Oh, yeah. and it, it has nothing to do with their leadership ability because being a leader is standing up and taking care of your people, right? Right. The people you represent. That could be in politics. That could be anything. But when you you allow that greater power, that greater authority to run over you, it is then no longer about your people. It's about you individually. It's about, uh, it's about your own personal uh, survival. It's an existential threat at that yes. point. And so you're too wrapped up in yourself to think about anybody else. And so this gets back to this, what we started out with originally is this, would you promote yourself as a leader in an organization? Yeah. And our assertion here is this, 
Do you have the backbone? Do you have the guts? Do you have the willpower to stand up against raw power when it comes at you or your division or your teams or your people? Do you have that kind of tenacity, that fortitude, that courage to do that? Yes. And if you do, if you legitimately do, and you've got a proven record of doing that, then I would say, yeah, you have every right to promote yourself. That's You can justify that. If you don't, however, if you find yourself capitulating, then you probably ought to pass. Probably ought to pass and continue working on that personal development or spending the time understanding that it takes time to get there. This is not an overnight thing. Learning all those things about about business, about leadership, the day-to-day problems that that are going to come your way that in a lot of ways are new every day. You've got to be able to face those and find uh, find ways to overcome those challenges. And that that doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen in a week. Doesn't happen in a month. It doesn't happen in a year. That's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. It's not an easy path, but it's worth it. That's right. And in that process of doing that work, what you're also building is your character. Yes, your character. And that and ultimately your character, that, that that'll carry you through life in every aspect of of who you are. Amen. Amen to that. Absolutely. All right. Well said. Well done. All right, Rich. I think that's a wrap for us today. Who do we want to give a shout out to today uh, well, from uh, our many listeners? We have got a, a, a lot of, we mentioned some of these just a little bit earlier, but uh, in the last, um, just the last few weeks, we've got new people from Anaheim, California. We've got yeah. Uh, people from North Bergen, New Jersey. That's interesting. That's a new one. Yeah. I've got one here from O'Fallon, Missouri. Oh, okay. And there's another one that's really intriguing. It's got a, it's a beautiful uh, name of uh, this place. Puerto Agauza Misiones. That's out there. I believe it's either in Argentina or Brazil. What a, what a beautiful sound to their city and their place. So. Yeah, people from immigrant all over, Rich. Montana. Yeah, immigrant Montana. That's right. interesting. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, we have some consistent listeners that are consistently every single episode. They're they're downloading, they're listening. We would love to meet you, folks. We we truly would. Uh, you know who you are, and, and you know how to get a hold of us. But we would really love to have. A conversation and, and just pick your brain. What is it that keeps you coming back? Absolutely. That would be fun. And uh, you probably find us worthwhile to listen to, too. Well, I guess so, because you're already listening to us. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, how do they get a hold of us? Well, here it is. It's it's michaelbailey.com, M-A-I-K-E-L, bailey.com. Um, and you've you've recently kind of redone your website, haven't you? you yeah, I'm going some... through. A, I'm doing a big remake right on, right now on it. Yeah, so and it's it, gonna and be... it looks fantastic. So it's not there yet. I can say that it's 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 a yet, but it's not there yet. It's but it will be with the next couple really of weeks. Good. So go there and check it out. Check out Michael's website, RichBarrettExecutiveCoaching.com. Go go there. We've got a lot of information on our websites about what it is we talk about. And how we can help you become that better leader. Yeah, Rich's website is really much prettier than mine, but 
I'm working it, on it. No, I, no, it's just, uh, I'll tell you what, I was so impressed. I looked at your website, uh, your new one, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty impressive. Very, very nice. Yeah, very easy to follow. So, yeah. Not like the right. original one we had. <laughs> we still we still don't know what was on it. <laughs> we couldn't find ourselves or yeah. our way around it. <laughs> All righty. So, folks, once again, we're at the end. And uh, as always, take care of each other. We've, we're all we got. And that's what servant leadership is about. It truly is. It's exactly right. All right. Leaders, lead well. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.